Hi, Nacha. How are you? Fabulous. Welcome to Nowness prior to Thanksgiving 2023. Thank you for joining us, Nowness, two women paying attention to the details of ordinary life. Nauco and Nauco's friendship spans three decades, two countries, and now two cities, San Francisco and the greater Seattle area. We are wives, working mothers, and feminists. I want to say intersectional feminists in our 40s. Nowness is just us showing up to connect and to recalibrate our voices and stories. Thanks for joining us. Ponder life and food and share lots of love. Nice. I love that new edition of intersectionality. <laughs> Thank you. What were your thoughts of um, putting that in? impromptu i love it um well i think i mean this is a larger conversation that i don't know if i'm prepared to dive into but i, I mean feminism as i learn more about it um there's intersectional feminists and white feminism where white women kind of uh, center themselves and really um, harm women of color. So uh, I think it's important that we're intentional about feminism from an in intersectional lens with uh, awareness and intentionality of not causing harm to all women. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah, I'm going to go straight into you um, recommending us to take a class together, an online class, which is OBI University, which stands for Othering and Belonging Institute. Um, and I thought I've never heard of it, but it's fundamentally out of um, UC Berkeley. So I just wanted to ask you, how did you come about the course or how did you yeah, come about the course. Yeah, I think I learned about the Othering and Belonging Institute. Now I don't remember from where or what, you know, I just have these antennas out and anytime there's an opportunity to like sign up for newsletter and things like that, I do that. I think I came across their OBI conference. I know last year it was held somewhere in Europe, you know, and so I think... Um, yeah, through their newsletter, I think that's how I learned about this online course. I think it's fairly new in terms of launching the course. I may be mistaken, but. Well, I think it's awesome because it, it is free, right? I didn't pay anything. Yeah. So maybe that's something that we could put in the show notes, as you thoroughly put in, because I um, am fortunately in the busy season of um my tea e-commerce business and I've been looking for things to listen to because I don't have time to read. Um, but when you're listening um, and doing like a menial task as packing teas mm. <laughs> and labeling tea bags, <laughs> um, I can multitask um, in that uh, frame of mind. So it's just been great to, I started um, listening to 
um, I'm going to go back a little bit, but it's tied in together. You'll know is um, Bell Hooks's book that she published out in 1994 on teaching to transgress um, because I actually, um, I'm just going to put it out in the ether, but I did send my application out to um, Graduate School of Teaching for this to start. Yay, uh, congratulations. I just submitted the application. doesn't mean that I got accepted into the program yet. <laughs> I know, but we got to celebrate every step of the way, dear. Hey, yes, it's a journey. Um, yeah. And what I really love about this program, there's a lot of um, teaching programs uh, um, at the master's level. Uh, but this one I actually applied to another one, which is already for full-time teachers. And the program was about... Um, I guess it happened, the meetups happen in the evenings um, as well as on the weekends because you're t or teaching full time. Um, and, and it was an online platform. And I was just like, okay, well, this sounds great. And that would have started um, this past September. But I have not been teaching uh, full time. I'm only teaching like part time, um, which, is, which, was, which would have been fine too. But then um, I, I guess I pivoted and found out through like similar program, it's through the same um, university that there was a program that was really specific to diversity, equity and inclusion and really going into Title I schools, which is the underservice community schools. Mm. Um, and that would mean, you know, generally um, people of color, students of color, um, and so it's very um, focused on anti-racist education um, and what have you. And, and I just fell in love with um, kind of like the program by going into observation. But long story short, um, the application called for three personal statements. Hmm. And one of the statements was to react to four, four different quotes and one of the quotes was from Bell Hooks's um, book, Education as a Practice of Freedom. Um, mm. And I really enjoyed it. I, I listened to the audio. Um, really awesome stuff. And I know that you have probably read this book multiple times. You mentioned. No, not multiple times. Okay, once. Um, but it, was, it was really eye-opening. So, you know, I mean... I didn't really take avid notes per se because I was like packing <laughs> and labeling um, as I was going. But a couple of things that stood out was like her, I like really, it was like, oh, whoa, out of the blue was like her stance on gender and sex, actually. There's a, there's a whole chapter on sex, which I won't delve into um, because, but I really eye-opening, uh, kind of like she the dynamic of like I guess a white professor and a student anyway <laughs> um so that was interesting um but anyway going back to I see Naoko uh shuffling to get her book out <laughs> awesomeness yeah um, yeah I'm sorry I don't think I I put it down so I think I read to 100 page 100 to uh, the chapter holding my sister's hand 
So um, I may have not gone to the part that you may be referring to. Oh, cool. Okay. I gotcha. I need yeah, to pick it up again. Yeah, it's kind of at the end. I think it's one of the like final three, three somewhere around there. Was it the um, Eros, Eroticism, and the Pedagogical Process? Yes, that one. Eros. I was like, oh my goodness. Am I, I was like, am I listening correctly? But she, <laughs> she, she was, I mean, she wrote this book in 1994. So, I mean, it just shows you how pioneering um, right. of a educator she was. And I know you have been a fan of her work for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she also actually uh, touches upon Thich Nhat Hanh, which is one of your, um, you read him a lot as well. You read about him a lot. And, and she addresses Thich Nhat Hanh has been one of her major inspirations. Mm. So I thought interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just going back to this, you know, Othering and Belonging Institute is that in the second section of the first section, there's an interview of um, John Powell with Bell Hooks. <laughs> mm. I can't wait to get to that part because I haven't <laughs> gone to it yet. Exactly. And the thing is, like, it's such a tease because it's only like six minutes long. And I'm like, what? <laughs> It could be like a whole, it could have been like a whole, you know, segment, but I guess I can't complain because it is a free <laughs> program. So anyway, I'm curious because, um, so anyway, we'll put that in the, we'll put the link into our show notes because I think it is definitely a theme of nowness on trying to have those, you know, uncomfortable nuanced conversations mm-hmm. I think predominantly we have I think one of the things that our friendship has stood is because we you know we um, have similar values and similar upbringings um, but you know we don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything mm-hmm. um, and of course so that's not fair to say about the content but for us We've experienced a lot of, I would say, everything from the wide spectrum of trauma Mm. to subtle, nuanced, uncomfortable, I don't feel like I belong experiences that were very intentional to have a casual, you know, conversation, um, you know, respecting where we come from Mm -hmm. and try to bring up those topics um and what have you uh that makes us uncomfortable sometimes so for those listeners we highly encourage you to listen to all our episodes um i think we're like in like 40 something can you believe that we're into like our 40 something episode um amazing (laughs) so anyway thank you so I know you just started it, but I was curious because even from the intro piece, there's this um, mindful, like intention setting exercise where the host asks you to kind of right meditate or just reset 
And then she says, what three things pop up in your mind? So that's my question to you. Would you be willing to share what three things you wrote about setting your intention? Um, obviously, there's no right or wrong answer, right? So like, I'm just curious. And I would like to share mine after. Awesome. Yeah, my three words were curiosity, openness, and presence. Nice. Okay. So I'm just going to go back to, um, so our listeners can get a glimpse of, but I think I explained it right. Right. Like, like what are the, as you set your intentions, what are the three things that come to mind? Well, I was surprised for me. Number one, the first thing that came in was guilt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was guilt. And then second was openness to learn. And then three is centered. Mm, let's let's say more about the guilt because I have to say that I don't know yet I don't know I'm like I'm just well maybe like- uh, uh maybe um like what what I'm getting <laughs> but is maybe but possibly for you to um be aware when guilt comes up I don't know it's very I because it's a it was an intention setting exercise for this bridging, you know, framework and practice. And so for you, yeah, it's fascinating. This word guilt. Hmm. I guess we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll see. Thank you. Thank you. Let's put it at that because like, I was like, Oh my goodness gracious. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, so that's that. And then I guess, I don't know if I've had the word bridging in my conscience. Like it seems to be, is this like a fairly new word? We certainly have talked about belonging a lot, Hmm. but bridging and, and, and the other dichotomy is breaking uh, in this, these two words I thought it was interesting to learn about. Hmm. Yeah, I think bridging has been on my mind. I I read Michelle Mijun Kim's book. Um, now it's uh, escaping me the title, but anyway, the subtitle is bridging the gap between intention, something around intention and impact. You know, and so in my DEI work, I think towards as I learned you know, in the two and a half years that I served voluntarily as a co-lead and learned a lot, I think towards the tail end, um, I was much more aware of this in, in a specific way, right? Bridging, this is maybe a little bit different, but my understanding of um, or use of that word was always about bridging between the intention and the impact. Because oftentimes, I mean, you know, you've been to DEI um, workshops or whatever, and it's always, well, I can speak for myself that from a white dominant nonprofit world, um, there was a kind of mantra or slogan used to always center the intent you know assume positive intent is was always the focus at that um 
nonprofit that I was at. And I know that that's, you know, white supremacist um, ideology, I think, rooted. It, it goes back to that where, um, and then turning that upside down and understanding that, no, what we need to be doing is um, focusing on impact and the outcome, right? Regardless of intent, because we really, what's most important is the outcome and impact. So the focus yeah. should never really be about, and not never be, but, you know, um, I don't know if I'm clearly stating <laughs> what I thought to say, but. Yeah, I think it's just, um, just really important in 2023 and what we are going bridging is extremely important what in this divisive community or we could go as small as our families communities and then you know the country um because we are losing these you know that what you just said we don't use the positive intention in mind so we always there's a lot of fraction um or fracturing excuse me and um, not to spoil stuff for you, but my takeaways is um, of, of learning through the terminology is that bridging is important. It's fundamentally um, two people or groups coming together with the foundation that you don't share the same opinion or you come from complete, you could come from completely different backgrounds, but you have an open mind and create a pathway to whether it's dialogue or a lot of compassion, right? Um, our theme for nowness um, is, and 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 it's not it's not a cure for all, and it's going to take time. But um, that is, it gives us the tools. Uh, this course gives us the tools. And what I love about this isn't it's not just about online listening to these snippets, but then there's these exercises, mm. visual exercises is writing exercises and then it's, it's, it's very powerful um, in such a short period mm. so um, thank you so much for sharing um, it's awesome it's it's really good mm, yeah thanks for being open to yeah exploring it and then doing it together um, so I'm excited to continue my learning and then to um, yeah, unpack and dive because it's always helpful to share what resonated and then in return hear what resonated for you because oftentimes it may not be the same thing, right? Thank um, you. Yeah. And then I do want to share like one of my resonating notes that I put down was that um, that the host says that the separation that we have is generally fabricated. It's right. a false. I was like, ah, 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 ah. like humans are, are meant to um, be compassionate. But anyway, so that was what I wanted to share. And then we'll keep on going. I don't know how many courses there are. Oh, I'm just going to go do the overview. Um, you will learn about bridging, breaking, and courage. So three, three, three. part. 
three part. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, even just the introduction, you know, I, I took notes and um, bridges, you know, bridges or bridging, building bridges is all about engagement and that it's not about, it does, engagement doesn't mean that differences go away, doesn't mean that we agree with each other. It doesn't even have to mean that we even like each other, which, you know, it's very fascinating too. But the point is that it engagement means we respect each other and oftentimes that's what's lacking like if we don't respect um one another's humanity and we are biased based on labels and identities and whatever that we judge um right that 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 dialogue or bridging cannot exist because there is no respect for that other group or person. And then I think I noted that the strongest process um, John A. Powell noted was when we hear each other's stories. And that's why storytelling is so powerful. Um, and he added that compassion means to suffer with. So if we're willing to sit and listen and hold their suffering right with that person, I mean, that's the, I think that's the opportunity to build that bridge and understand somebody beyond those labels and biases and, right, all of the false narratives we are absorbing on a daily, minute by minute. I mean, I mean, today, my awareness of how much our U.S. media is nearing propaganda is shocking to me to live through this right now yeah it is um, it is especially on the war in gaza right now mm -hmm. but to um i just wanted to kind of unpack it to my day-to-day -day, like you just said like minute by minute it's so true yeah. so like i've got like two candid examples <laughs> in my life and so like the name thing it's back to the name thing and I know I don't think I were I'm never gonna get through by the name thing but so my name is Naoko and my other name <laughs> you're Naoko as well um and I still gonna continue with Naoko um, because that's my name and I'm really proud of it and I love it because my parents gave that name to me anyway, so like okay post office I pretty much go to the post office every day hmm. and it just shows how oh man it's just amazing so so my post office is amazing because there's this guy he's African-American he's like a postmaster um, and, you know, I've been like going to that post office for like the, the past two years now. Um, but his name is John. <laughs> um, but literally, I told him my name once, maybe twice. OK. And he got it in an instant. And I don't know. I just feel like those who have experienced maybe this is a stereotype because I have no idea what his personal life is like mm. other than what he looks like. Right. Yeah. But he's just so conscious. Um, but, you know, he's like, he's so nice. He's so friendly. 
um, to everybody who drops off their package um, at the post office every day. And um, he could like spot me from a distance and be like, now go, hey, yeah, just bring in those packages. And I'm like, I love it. It makes me feel so good. Like I, it makes me just feel like, yeah, even even though we don't know anything beyond the fact that I'm a small business owner <laughs> and that he's the postmaster, that's it. It just, it means the world. And it makes me, I love going to the post office, right? Because of him. Mm -hmm. And so I also now go to Zumba class and this is a different story. Mm -hmm. um, or generally... I mean, and then I also go to church, right? Today's Sunday and I just went to church this morning and, you know, we always greet new, the encouragement is to greet new, um, say hi to someone new that you've never met. And of course you have to introduce yourself. Um, and that experience sucks for me because unfortunately a lot of people just can't get my name. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm just like succumb to like, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you call my name. It's like, and then, and then like the person like really, no, I really want to know, like, please tell me. And so I'm like, just snide. And I'm like, no, that's the actual way to say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, the way, but the American way is no, but, but here's the funny thing. Like if you were part of like, let's say the Latinx community or something because of the pronunciations, no, mm -hmm. is really easy to say, right? right? So you get it. Um, or there are people like John who's just gonna get it. Um, but then the majority of the people who are Caucasian, and especially if you're in the older group, they're like, what, what did you say? Like, I'll have to say it three times. And I'm just like, or there's like a fake nicety, nicety of like, oh, what, what did you, no, please tell me. And I'm like, okay, it's now, co whatever. <laughs> Long story short, I'm in the Zumba class and there's this older white woman. She seems nice. She's just um very nice but talk about meeting each other in different places so she doesn't really move a lot in the zumba class but she comes every day and what have you and then one time i was volunteering at church and she was part of one section and i was like oh my gosh hi you're in my zumba class <laughs> um and so that's where we connected and i just like i just feel like when we're you know when our date part of our rituals meet like especially church gym um like right coincide i'm like oh wow you know that's nice it's i don't i don't it, it often doesn't intersect for me so anyway like her name's kathleen and i introduced myself of course she didn't remember let it be that then i see her at zuma class i say hi kathleen she doesn't remember my name i'm like okay whatever and so all these years, I've made this rule of like um, giving like three times the charm. Like I will give a person three chances. <laughs> um, and a third time, basically, we were at church. We had a Thanksgiving luncheon um, and I saw Kathleen. So like I was with my husband and my daughter and I like zoom beeline to the table to sit next to her because I wanted to get to know her more because we've been just saying hi and passing. And she looked at me like she's never seen me before. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, you know, I'm trying to go out of my way 
And it was, she was just like, it was a really unfriendly conversation, an unfriendly interaction. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is not working. That's three times, right? And I was like, so I canceled her. <laughs> In my mind, I had canceled. I'm laughing about it. I'm so sorry, but I canceled her. Mm. Um, because I just didn't feel comfortable. Um, yeah. And then here's the thing, like, um, fourth time around, we were at the gym because we see each other. I pretty much go to Zimba like every, every day. Um, and we were walking in, um, and she was like, now Ko, hi now Ko. And she's like, I had to practice. I had to practice to get it right. Um, um, so like that was the fourth time. And so I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs> like, okay. She's really odd and all of that, but maybe she generally just wanted, felt bad that she didn't know my name and she practiced to get my name right. So that just made me feel good. And that this was like simultaneously about the time of me starting this OBI class. So I just thought, okay, what I'm going to do is like, I'm not going to cancel people out like after the three times. I think that was mm -hmm. my lesson. Like give, give them a chance. Um, and she came through. So again, I think name speaks for culture and identity. Um, and so anyway, that's why, anyway, I just want to share um, that it's a small act of bridging um, on both of our parts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that resonates with me too. I mean, I, you know, you and I have spoken on a number of occasions, our, um, yeah, our names, uh, the challenge with our names in this country. Um, but for me, I've really like learned to draw the line. Like, I think it just says a lot more about who that person is in terms of their willingness to learn. Um, you know what I mean? So for me, I definitely have learned not to take it personally um, and just kind of let it go. Um, yeah. And then again, I'll, I'm using Nauco, but I'm okay if folks, for whatever reason, struggle with that name and now is easier. Like I'll just give them that like, Free, like, you know, uh, if now is easier, please call me now, you know, because I would rather hear now, which most people have don't have a trouble pronouncing now. So I'd rather hear that than over here or like have my real name Naoko just be called every which way every time. You know what I mean? Like, let's make this life easier for you and me. You know what I mean? Like. And I think that speaks, if they choose the easier way, like that just says a lot about who you are, right? Like, is how I'm, how I'm navigating it right now. Um, but I also want to know that, you know, uh, I've been trying to learn as much as I can for these past few years and I mean, we just have to talk about the privilege. We all have privilege, right? But I mean, there, it's a particular privilege white women, white men, white people experience in, here. And for 
heard to be like, I practice, I practice and like tell you that, I think, I don't know. I'm not, not, I don't want to judge, but I think it, it says a lot, right? Like, um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yes. All right. So you asked me about, um, I'm totally changing topics because it's Thanksgiving next week and which is another way to give thanks. Um, yeah, sorry. My mind went into Kindo Kansha, which is <laughs> as a preschool Japanese teacher, I was mm. expected to teach them about Kindo Kansha, which is November 23rd in Japan. Do you remember this day? I don't have it on my calendar, but I should. Yeah, I so Kingdom Kansha means, hmm. uh, for those who, it just literally means labor. It's basically combining Labor Day, U.S. is Labor Day, which is the September 1st, 2nd, 3rd, or 4th. Anyway, <laughs> Labor Day of thanking those laborers, especially, you know, those who are on the front line, like policemen, firemen, doctors, nurses, you know, those first, um, you know, people whom we can't live without. Um, occupation wise um, as to thanking them uh, and so it was just really interesting and I was like tempted to like go into American Thanksgiving but then I was like nah okay I'll just stay by the playbook <laughs> the Japanese playbook um, yeah and, and, and really because it is a Japanese school is to just share yeah kino kansha no hi so I just thought that was interesting, the cultural differences. Um, yeah. So anyway, but um, the after the holidays, Christmas, well, Advent or the holiday season will come in and my in-laws are coming. So that's when I'm going to activate the gift subscription that you gave me. And it's Drift Away Coffee. Um, You're going to, um, when they come do it together is that the nice. yeah taste together because then it will be really fun because i feel really bad just enjoying you know um the coffee by myself i like to share like um yeah share the special tea coffees with others nice so thank you for that yay yay right, when are they coming they are coming december third week of december hmm know yay i know sherry's a is probably our number one fan so I'm just gonna <laughs> give her thank you sherry thank you for listening sherry yes um third week of yeah end of the third week of december um so what are your uh thanksgiving plans um before I go get into that, I added this book on my um, reading list. Um, Syra Rao is somebody that I follow, and I think she's part of uh, Race to Dinner as an organization. Uh, she and this other um, black woman co-lead, and they did a documentary, which I shared with you. I, the name escapes me, but they invite white women to dinner to talk about racism. Um, 
and our history and all of that. So their organization is called Race to Dinner. And I learned that they also have books um, for children, but I think for families to read together uh, called Race to the Truth. And um, this timely one is called Colonization and the Wapa. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce this. Um, Wapa Noag story. And so that I've put on my list. I've been buying a lot of books, so I'm like, need to pace myself. But um, this one is on my reading list. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have. I think I have a fun, fundamental kind of very surface level understanding of the real history. So then, you know, this whole Thanksgiving um, whitewash Thanksgiving uh, celebration, uh, I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I have mixed feelings, right? Um, of course, giving thanks and spending time with family is joyful and all that. But I think I also both and need to acknowledge and I want my daughter to be able to know and not hide away or, you know, sweep it under the rug in terms of like the history and the suffering. <laughs> so I think this is for me personally to better kind of understand and know our history, you know. That's just really funny because thank you for sharing. I, I was at, I got, as you were speaking, I went to their website and <laughs> they have, uh, it's race to dinner.com. And you know how, like when you're on a website, there's these tabs that you could click on. Mm -hmm. One of the, one of the tabs is deconstructing care. <laughs> that is That's the name good. of the, sorry, documentary. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. It's really Man. well done. Oh, you okay, okay. The documentary is really well done. I've shared okay. it with you, I think, via text, but check it out. Yeah. Okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but um so pivot, that that's like my yeah. that's probably on my mind. I guess there's guilt and shame and like not knowing my history well well enough at this point like so I'm like okay I better I need to read this um but otherwise yes time with family um my daughter is off next week so um yeah it'll be we will be heading to Santa Rosa um starting Wednesday and then we'll spend um, Thanksgiving with my partner's side of the family, the William side. Why is your, why is school off? Oh, it's the whole week is off. Yeah. Tim doesn't have the whole week off only starts. He's off starting Wednesday. Is it because parent teacher conference? No, our parent teacher conference was last week. So but so why it's just I... I guess I mean if they're if the three yeah I don't know oh okay. 
the whole week. Usually, yeah, this district has always been from elementary. The Thanksgiving week is all off. And then the wow. high school is only Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So go Monday, Tuesday, they have school. Okay. I'm just wrapping my head around that because, you know, as teaching is in my potential future, I'm like, right. Wait, what? Uh, but definitely, no, that's not. Actually, it's interesting. Well, it's really interesting. These school districts are so interesting. Everybody has their own. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, Wait, I so mean, for I your daughter, daughter, she doesn't have, she, she has school hmm. Monday, Tuesday. Well, it's uh, she's Monday, Tuesday. There's school, but because of parent-teacher conference, it's um, school lets out early, which makes sense because the teachers okay. have to parent-teacher conferences. But I learned that in Seattle, in the city, uh, when parent-teacher conference occurs, the school closes. It's like, huh? <laughs> like, as a parent, I'd be like, what? I don't know. It's very interesting how different schools do it differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anywho. Okay. So, hi. Okay, I'm going to peel, peel it back to what are you making for dinner tonight? Uh, we have uh, leftover Mina, one of Mina's favorite um, soups, uh, cauliflower mm -hmm. and lentil soup leftover. So, we'll have that with really good acme bread. What's Acme bread? Acme bread is Acme. Uh, it's a bakery in Berkeley, but uh -huh. readily available uh, in the Bay Area. Um, yummy, yummy. That's our. That's our go-to bread. Nice. All right. I'm gonna have. So I made sashimi. I made um, kare. Oh, nice. Do you do spicy or you have to do, do you make two for adults and kids or? I know it could have been, I think it could have been a little uh, medium hot um, because I tried with mild and I didn't even touch it. Like I gave her a little, but I don't know. It's really interesting because I feel like majority of Japanese people love Japanese curry. Hmm. That's not a understatement or exaggeration because even at the supermarket the curry section is like half the aisle <laughs> it's like, there's so many there's something about it um but if you don't grow up in that culture um i think it's odd i think it's like an odd thing like my husband doesn't like it oh really mm. there's no nostalgia there's no like huh <laughs> well yeah because i mean it's mm. Japanese curry. People mm. here only are aware, mostly are aware of Indian curry. And so, I mean, Tim, because he's lived in Japan and, you know, he has that experience. So he likes Japanese curry and, you know, enjoys Indian curry and sees that as very different. But if you, your knowledge of curry is Indian curry and then you are introduced somewhere along the line Japanese curry it's probably like what is this because it's not the, it's like totally yeah. different it's sweeter right and 
Right, exactly. And I, I guess as you were speaking, what came to mind was the Thai curries as well. Thai right. curries available here, red curry, yellow curry, green curry. Um, but yeah, that Japanese curry is 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 really unique. <laughs> it's so yummy. I mean, the consistency ne. is so different, you know, like that thickness really um right. perfect pairs well with rice. Exactly. So I made it with pork this time and it, it actually came out really good. And then um and then I also got um hayashi rice. Hayashi rice. Hayashi raisu is, um, it's like a little, it's thinner than a Japanese, thickness of the Japanese curry. Mm. But something nostalgic about that for me as well. Growing up in Japan, my teen years. Um, so anyway, ha <laughs> oh Interesting. I'll, you'll have to make that for me next time I see you. Hayashi raisu, I've heard of it. But I didn't hey, grow up yet. Huh? Oh, I don't make I don't make the sauce from scratch. It's already a uh, hayashi rice no motochika. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> I know, but I don't make it because oh. Uh, oh. I never grew up eating it either because my mom didn't like hayashi rice. So we only had like karai kare, spicy Korean style kare, super spicy with like the um um so, tongashi. Okay, I'm like curious. Yeah, in your household, you, you grew up in, okay, yeah, spicy curry, togarashi, tongarashi, okay. Mm. Like, what about the condiments? Because the condiments make it the dish too, like, rakkyo, um, fukujinzuke. Um, did you put kimchi? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Fukujinzuke, rakkyo, only later in life did I start liking it, but never really with curry. Ha. It was never paired in our household for whatever ha. reason. Maybe oh. only for my dad. Maybe it's because my mom doesn't like it. Like, obviously, they, my mom has a huge influence on what we ate. <laughs> what, we, what she served. For our listeners, dakyo is, I can't, either, it's kind of like a small onion, tiny baby onion, pickled. And then, it has, it's a definitely an acquired taste, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but it's a pickle. Wouldn't you say? Mm. Yeah, pickle. Yeah. And then kujinsuke is also, is, is it cucumber? Mm, I, well, oh. I guess it could be, but usually it feels more, shokan is more like daikon. Okay. Radish. Well, so, somehow it's red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably natural. not naturally but yeah <laughs> well you could you, i don't know if it's beets anyway but these classic japanese things you're um, really making me want japanese curry right now or kare udon is another thing that i so love with making it with leftover curry that's like our teban like because you make a lot right usually yeah. we have when i make curry i make a lot and it's like yeah. two three days worth of kare and at the end it's like kare udon is like the mm. best i see <laughs> all righty so quick question Did, would were yes. you when you were younger mayonnaise ha mayonnaise kare ni so when you we were young, like in teenage years, I think that was a popular thing. Oh, do... really? 
Mm. Well, okay. If you're going to go there, I mean, the more extravagant indulgence is the hamburger. So you put the, the rice, the hamburger, and the curry, and then an egg over. Mm. It's quite a lovely yeah, pairing dish. <laughs> hamburger curry rice like that. Oh, yeah. hamburger curry rice. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're eating today? Tonight? Yoko hamburger. We had it yesterday, so I had a little bit, but we finished the hamburger, so we'll, I'm just going to have pork curry and rice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. To our listeners, and you have an amazing Thanksgiving yeah. with family. That's the beauty of it. We've got positive takeaways. There's an opportunity to spend time with family because yeah. it is a holiday. Um, hi. For our listeners, so thank you. Wishing you peace and joy. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you.